I was born again in 1975 by God speaking a word to me by his spirit. After that, I was taken into heaven twice on two different nights. In both cases, the exact same thing happened. I was transported into heaven. I knew I was with God and with Christ and with the Holy Spirit, though I saw no images, physical images. It was a spiritual experience. At that time, I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God, God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. Both times, it was exactly the same. I didn't know what it meant. Later, I came to believe it was God setting me into the church to do the work of his ministry as he willed. He began teaching me back in 1975. He took me to sections of scripture to show me how to do the work of the ministry to which I was called. After Jesus arose into heaven, he gave ministers to the church for the work of the ministry. We read this in Ephesians chapter 4. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. Jesus called his ministers of the New Testament church from heaven. For he had already been crucified. The New Testament church was set up from heaven by Jesus. And he called his ministers, Paul being one of the first ministers called by Jesus from heaven. As we know, Paul was persecuting the church. He was going from city to city to try to find disciples who believed in Jesus, that he could put them in bondage and take them to the high priest where some were executed. And Paul said he was giving his consent even when they were put to death. Stephen is one of those in Acts, I believe, chapter 7. Acts chapter 9, start at verse 1. And Saul, Paul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went into the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. 
After I had been taken into heaven twice, I was given certain spiritual gifts. And when I would go to prayer groups or Bible classes often, God would bring forth one of those spiritual gifts. The first time it happened was at a prayer group, and I heard the word look up, and God showed me the outline on the wall of a stomach. So when the women had quit praying, and the time was appropriate, I said, does anyone have a stomach problem? And one woman jumped up and said, I do, I do. Well, God started me that way by showing me those spiritual gifts. So when I would go to certain places in the church, Bible classes usually, or prayer group, I would often see God revealing a spiritual gift, which when the time is appropriate, I would present it. By those spiritual gifts, the people recognized that the hand of God was on me, that I was called by God for this work in the ministry. And they would often say to me, we know the hand of God is on you. God calls his ministers from heaven. He puts us into the offices that he chooses. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher are the ministries given by Jesus. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. He trains us. He shows us what to do. It's not that we copy other human beings. It is that Jesus himself teaches us by his spirit. Using the Bible, he teaches us how to work in the office to which we are called. Plus, he's given us spiritual gifts which show the office that we are called to. I've had so many ministers from around the world contact me and tell me they are a pastor and want me to mentor them, be their shepherd, teach them, watch over them. I don't do that. That's the business of Jesus. If a minister is called by God, it is Jesus who teaches that minister how to perform his work in the ministry and what to do. If they're doing something wrong, Jesus might show me one way or another that something they're doing is wrong and I would try to get a message to them. But to watch over them and supervise them, that is definitely the role of God, the role of Jesus. And if you are a minister called by God, it's not a matter of going to other human beings to get them to supervise you. It is a matter of of Jesus doing that. You have to have faith in God if you're going to do the work of the ministry. You have to hear from God if you're going to do the work of the ministry. I've had many ministers contact me that I didn't even believe they were born again. That's totally possible because Jesus warned us in the last days many would come in his name saying, he was Christ, and they would deceive many because they did that. That's in Matthew 24, verses 4 and 5 in that section of Scripture. There will be much happening in the end times where men come saying they are ministers, but they are not appointed by God. They are ordained to destruction, in fact. 
You can read about that in Jude, verse 17. And you can read about it in Second Peter very strongly in Second Peter chapter 2. For there are many who are doing a work supposedly of God that God never called them to do. We had an exterminator come to the house to do extermination. He identified himself immediately to me as a minister of God, a Christian, and also a minister. And he said he went out in his spare time with a person who was a prophet, and they went to different cities and to do the work of the ministry. And he wanted to tell me the names of the cities they went to. And I stopped him, and I said, tell me this. How did God show you to do this work? He was dumbfounded. He had no idea. If you can't tell me how God showed you to do the work, it raises great question in my mind that you are called by God. After I was born again, taken into heaven twice, given gifts of the Holy Spirit, taught by God between the years 1975 and 1980, a prophet came to me in 1979, and he said this, he said, Joan, you're dragging your feet. At that time, I owned a business in Dallas. And he said, you're dragging your feet. You know you're supposed to be in the ministry. I had written two little handbooks. They were published by Harrison House, which uh, is part of the faith movement. They're no longer available today. But I told this man, I said, what do you mean dragging my feet? I've written two little handbooks. And he just smiled, and I was convicted that I was to go ahead and close my shop and, so to speak, go into the ministry. I notified my customers that I would be closing the shop, and the shop would be closed July 31st, 1979, for me to go into the ministry. Starting August 1st, 1979, I was just staying at home, waiting for God to show me what to do. I didn't make any application for any job in any church. I just waited. At one point, a job became available at a school in Dallas called Christ for the Nations. They had an opening for dean of women. I had an earned doctorate in education, and I considered applying for that job, but it just didn't fit what I felt I was called to do, what God had shown me that I was to do in the ministry. So I did not apply for it. I just waited, went to church, read my Bible, went to the prayer group, and waited at my apartment. I lived off the money from the sale of the merchandise in my business. So I had enough money to pay for my rent and food and personal needs. I waited from July 31st, 1979 until January 10th, 1980. In the night on January 10th, 1980, I was sleeping 
and a very loud trumpet-like sound. It was like a trumpet blowing words into my ear, very loud. Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed and wrote those words on a notepad. I didn't want to get them mixed up. The KWJS seemed to be to be call letters to either radio or television, and I did not want to mix up those letters. I prayed immediately about the situation. I had checked and seen that KWJS was a radio station. I said to God, Are you telling me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. Instantly, I heard, call the radio station manager. That morning, I did call the radio station manager and told him God might be showing me to go on radio. How would I do that? I called station KWJS and asked the station manager that question. He said, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long, and if you fit our programming, we will offer you a contract. That same morning, after I finished talking to the station manager, I got my tape recorder and kitchen timer and recorded 29 and a half minutes of exhortation for the church. Within five days, I was broadcasting on radio station KWJS. I can tell you very specifically how God put me on radio, just as I have done. I can tell you very specifically how God showed me to start a blog. He gave me a dream showing me to start a blog in 2012. And very specifically how God showed me to do these podcasts. I can tell you exactly how I was shown to do this. And yet when I ask ministers, how did God tell you to do this? I've never had one of them yet who told me, or could tell me, anything about how God showed them to do what they were doing or trying to do. Most ministers who contact me, the men who say they are ministers, want money. Or they want books, or they want Bibles, or they want me to send something to them. They want computers. One asked for a camera. One of them wanted a projector. Almost each one of them who contacts me wants me to send something to him. This is not a good sign. If the Lord called them, and the Lord is their shepherd, why are they contacting men and women to provide their needs? That's not what I do. I feel they are false ministers. I question that they are called by God at all. None of them have ever told me anything that God has said to them. None of them. Not one has ever said to me, God showed me this by a dream, or God gave me this word showing me to do this. They build hospitals, they build schools, they have meetings all over the world. They want to give their people Bibles, the people who come to their meetings, and they want me to send money for the Bibles. Things like that. 
I don't believe those are works of God. Unless God authors the work, that work can be a work of iniquity, though it seems to men like a good work. Jesus explains that to us in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. Not everyone that saith unto me, says Jesus, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. When we do a work, we must be certain it is God who told us to do that thing. I have encountered so many people who say they are Christians, and they are looking about for a good work to do. They don't recognize that if they go out and do that good work, without being told by God to do it, it's a work of their own flesh, though it seems like a good work. Proverbs fourteen twelve: There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Ask yourself this before you go out to do it. Did God really tell me to do this? How did God show me to do this? Or is this just something I have imagined with my own mind? We can always ask God this. Is this what you wanted me to do? And we can pray, please stop me if this is not something you want me to do. James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Be sure in your heart that you know that you are doing what God wants you to do, as opposed to just looking for some good work to do for God. Psalm 106, let's read some of that. Start at verse 39. Thus were they defiled with their own works and went a-whoring with their own inventions. Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. Verse 41 And he gave them into the hand of the heathen and they that hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under the hands of their enemies. Many times did he deliver them, but they provoked him with their counsel. They took their counsel from each other. What do you think I should do? I'm thinking of doing this. Do you think I should do this? What do you think? 
that type of thing. But they provoked him with their counsel and were brought low for their iniquity. They weren't turning to God. They weren't hearing from God. They weren't following God. They were following each other, copying each other, doing good works, but not authored by God. Verse 44, Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry. And he remembered for them his covenant and repented according to the multitude of his mercies. By his own mercy, he communicated with them. You don't want to be turned away at the day of judgment. You don't want to be saying, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works and hear Jesus say to you, Depart from me, worker of iniquity, I never knew you. That work must be authored by God in order to be a good work. You must be really firm in the way God told you to do the work, how he communicated it to you, and you must have a firm anchor that way. For if you're just going about signing up at church to be on the hospital committee, the visitation committee, the food committee, you may not be doing the thing God wants you to do. Turn to God, have faith in Him, ask Him for wisdom. Ask Him to show you if you are going the right direction. Ask Him to show you if you're going the wrong direction and to stop you if you are going the wrong direction. Examine yourself. Be sure that you have heard from God concerning the works that you are about to do in his name. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.